Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Christian liberty is under attack. Not only is a Christian baker now being ordered to make a transgender cake, but a Christian college is being ordered to let transgender men into the girls' bathroom. Kristen Wagoner with Alliance Defending Freedom is the lawyer defending both. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. There is so much legal news happening under the Biden administration, it's like rapid fire attacks on Christians. And I want to introduce first our guest, who is General Counsel of Alliance Defending Freedom, Kristen Wagoner who is a Christian attorney and you're defending many of these religious cases. In a few minutes, we're gonna have Jack Phillips on the set, the famous Christian baker who won the Supreme Court case, and Dr. Davis with College of the Ozarks. Both of these organizations are under fire, but ADF has their back. What is ADF? Alliance Defending Freedom is the world's largest legal organization that is committed to protecting the sanctity of life, free speech, religious freedom, and parental rights. And we work both in the courtrooms, in the legislatures, as well as in the public square with public advocacy. Well, Christian lawyers are hard to come by, but you found a bunch of them. You have mm -hmm. 70 full-time lawyers and, and did you say over 300? How many uh, affiliates? We have about 3,000 allied attorneys, over 3,000, and those are attorneys that are in private practice wow. that agree with our mission and purpose and are helping us to protect freedom throughout the United States. And we also have attorneys that are involved internationally. And you do all this pro bono or free for the Christian who's being attacked? Our services are provided free of charge, and it's our privilege to do so. So let me get right to the news, and uh, we'll have Jack Phillips on in a second, but. Didn't he already win this case like three years ago? The Supreme Court ruled seven to two that a Christian baker doesn't have to make a gay wedding cake. But last week in Colorado, an appeals court judge said, oh, he does have to make a transgender birthday cake. What, what does that mean? The United States Supreme Court ruled in Jack's favor seven to two and found that there was clear and impermissible hostility towards Jack shown by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. I had the privilege of arguing that case before the Supreme Court and the decision was clear on free exercise grounds. It said that it's wrong for the government to try to exclude people from bringing their faith into the marketplace. It also said that it's wrong for the government to apply a double standard to severely punish someone like Jack for his beliefs and yet allow others to have free speech rights when it comes to designing custom cakes. And lastly, it affirmed the principle that those who believe marriage is between a man and a woman are basing those beliefs on re reasonable religious and philosophical premises, that it's not at all akin to racial bigotry and should be protected by the Constitution. So Jack already won that case, but now along comes a transgender lawyer. He calls himself Adam Scardina. I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but has, has had some kind of transgender experience in his life where he wants now to celebrate that with a pink cake that with blue icing that some, some even said he wants pictures of the devil smoking marijuana on the cake. Uh, and he goes to Jack Phillips, Jack says, no, I don't want to make that cake. I'm a Christian. I won't celebrate sin. What happened next? 
Well, that's not actually exactly what Jack said. In fact, what Jack was saying is that he can't express a message that would violate his core convictions. And that transgender activist attorney requested a cake that was designed to do just that. The attorney said the pink on the uh, out, the blue on the outside, and the pink on the inside is about celebrating the attorney's gender transition as well as the attorney's birthday. It's a message. The, the, yes, it has a message. And the First Amendment says that we shouldn't. It, it essentially holds under the First Amendment, the Supreme Court, that no one should be forced to express a message that violates their convictions, just as you shouldn't on this television show. Right. We can't be compelled to speak something that violates our core beliefs. Even if the government uh, cannot restrict my free speech, the government also cannot order me to speak the government's message, which is what this crazy Colorado judge, left-wing Democrat, is now ruling against Jack Phillips and saying, yeah, you got to make that cake. Not only that, but this was clearly a setup from the very beginning. We can see that in the sense that the transgender attorney requested the cake the very day that the Supreme Court agreed to hear Jack's case and it was publicized. And as you referenced earlier, the, the attorney didn't request Satan on the cake. The attorney had a second request, again to trip Jack up, asking for a cake that would have Satan on it with a marijuana joint, again <laughs> hoping to establish some sort of religious discrimination claim. And as Jack will tell you, there were many other things this attorney said. I'm sorry for laughing. This is just so obviously a trap. He's just trying to get Jack to violate his conscience and sin against God. But Jack is a man of God. We're going to have him on uh, after this short break. Uh, I also want you to set up for us our, our third segment here. What's happening at College of the Ozarks? College of the Ozarks is an institution that is standing courageously on behalf of all of us and certainly all religious institutions. The moment that the Biden administration came into office, an executive order was issued and then a directive um, that came down to the agencies of the federal government that essentially said that all laws that were defining or, or outlawing sex discrimination should be read to include sexual orientation and gender identity. Now what that means for the College of the Ozarks is that under the Fair Housing Act, they have to open up their dorm rooms, their private spaces and their locker rooms, their shower spaces to members of the opposite sex. And Wait a minute, boys in the girls dorm at a Christian college? Yes, that imagine. fly at the Air Force <laughs> Academy, that's where I attended school. Let's take a short break, when we come back, Jack Phillips is here in the studio and also Dr. Davis from College of the Ozarks. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three, you have a coin to remember to pray, and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD, and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. 
Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Get yours today. Hello everyone, I'm Mike Lindell, and I wanna tell everyone to get behind Dr. Chap's ministry here in his program, and you can do that by using, going to mypillow.com, using the promo code PRAYNEWS, and you're gonna save up to 66% on all my products. But more importantly, a, mo a lot of that money is gonna go back to support Dr. Chaps and this programming. And it's, uh, I just can't tell you enough, to get people to Jesus is so important. And to have ministries like this is, is that it's just absolutely amazing. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm gonna pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. We're now live in the studio with Jack Phillips, the celebrated baker who has won a victory to the U.S. Supreme Court, but now he's under attack again for his Christian beliefs. Jack, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me, Dr. Chaps. And, and we talked to Kristen just before, but I want to get your perspective on this new case, we already know that you were vindicated at the Supreme Court. You don't have to make gay wedding cakes. By the way, are you, are you back in the wedding cake business yet? We're still not doing the wedding cakes while we're in, in this active litigation. So, so this new lawyer, uh, our Autumn Scardina, is a transgender activist by his own admission, I think. It's public knowledge that he wanted you to make a pink and blue cake to celebrate his gender transition from male to female. What do you remember? Um, it was a very busy, crazy day at the shop. Uh, it was the day that the United States Supreme Court granted our case, and so we had a lot of media, a lot of newspaper, friends, family, just chaotic, crazy day. A uh, number of phone calls, including one call that day that came in asking for 38 wedding cakes to be delivered to 38 states. You know, just comical calls in some respects. And in the middle of all that, we had uh, this attorney call us up and request a cake that was blue on the outside and pink on the inside, and that the colors were to celebrate a gender transition. So, so wait, we, there was a message associated with the request. It wasn't just like an ordinary birthday cake. You would have sold them any cake off the shelf. Right, absolutely, and we tried to explain, you know, we'll sell you all the, all the products that we make, we'll even make other custom cakes for you, but this is a cake that we can't create because it has an inherent message and a message that you told us the colors were to celebrate this gender transition. So the message, he, you know, did he want some words on the cake or was it just colors at first or were there two different requests or, or did he call back again later? Well, there were three phone calls that day, but this essence of the cake was, it was blue on the outside and pink on the inside. 
But a friend of mine uh, who's actually a gay activist said that if he were at the party where that was, where there was a message or not, when they cut into that cake and saw it was pink on the inside and blue on the outside, they would know what that cake was for. They didn't have a message, whether okay. there were words or not. And he expressed those to you, and then, surprise, he sues you to try to force you to make the cake. He did, yeah. Uh, first went through the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, and the commission um, waited on the case, the complaint that this attorney made, until three weeks after we got our 7-2 to victory at the United States Supreme Court, and then decided we had probable cause. They had probable cause to pursue the complaint against me, which this was surprising. This is the same Civil Rights Commission that was rebuked by the Supreme Court. They dare to rule against you a second yeah. time? Three weeks earlier, we get the opinion, and the, you're right, the Supreme Court rebuked them for their open hostility to me and my faith, their unequal treatment of me compared to other cake shops. And then three weeks later, they decided to uh, take up the case. But this time it goes to a civil court, and what, was, what happened last month or last week? The, the new Second Appeals Court of Colorado judge said what? Okay, so the, the one with the Civil Rights Commission, they dismissed that case. And uh, because well, we good. discovered open more hostility towards me during discovery. So you thought you but won? Then, yeah, the, that one was gone. Three months later, still nothing. But after 90 days, the attorney uh, who was suing me through the commission waited till that time period lapsed and now is suing me personally in court. And that's what you're just referring to. Okay. Back in March, we had a trial. And then just a couple weeks ago, last week, um, we got our decision from the judge and he found us guilty. Found you guilty of being a Christian. <laughs> Let me say congratulations, by the way. Sometimes there's not enough evidence to convict us of being a Christian, but they found you. You were faithful to God instead yeah. of... And I'm going to ask you know, Kristen <laughs> to explain what the ruling was. So Yeah, please. What, what, is this, what, did the, the what did the judge say? What do you interpret? Sure. Well, the issues are very similar to the case that went to the U.S. Supreme Court, except the judge ruled on the free speech claim and basically said that uh, in, in the judge's findings, he found that Judge Jack serves everyone, anyone who walks in the shop, also founds that Jack makes his decisions in the sense of what the message of the cake is, also found that this particular cake did have a message and that J Jack would be violating his convictions by expressing that message, but then said Jack did not have the right to do that. Um, that because this attorney was identifying as the opposite sex, as transgender, that Jack was required essentially to affirm that or he would be discriminating on the basis of gender identity. And so the judge imposed a penalty. We will be appealing that to the Colorado Court of Appeals in July. So let me repeat what I think you said, that the judge agreed with all your facts. But he said, as a matter of, is it Colorado state law, that even given those facts, Jack has to carry the message of his oppressor? It wasn't just Colorado state law. It was also US constitutional law and federal law and how the Supreme Court has interpreted federal law. Because Jack has First Amendment defenses that the court had to wrestle with. And the trial court found that Jack would not prevail, that he didn't have the free speech right or the right of free exercise in this particular case to decline the request. What federal law says that the First Amendment means the opposite of what it says? Well, I think that you can read the decision, the findings of fact and conclusions of law, but we believe that the record is very good for Jack. Um, and again, the court found that he serves everyone who walks into a shop. He offers all kinds of goods to anyone, but there are certain cakes that have certain messages that he cannot create. So 
the next step of the appeal, does it have to go to the Colorado Supreme Court or can you just go back to the U.S. Supreme Court who's probably going to reverse all this? We have to appeal to the Colorado Court of Appeals and we will see what the Colorado Court of Appeals does. In Jack's first case, we then are required to also appeal or petition to the Colorado Supreme Court, but the last time the Colorado Supreme Court declined to hear the case and so we went straight to the U.S. Supreme Court. So there's a different number of different ways this could play out, but my hunch is eventually it's going to need to go back up to the U.S. Supreme Court. So Jack, I want to come back to you. Let's set aside all the legal stuff. Forget about the court decision. Someday you're in heaven, right? And, and God bless the memory of your mother who recently passed. Uh, but let's say 100 years from now, we all join her on that side of eternity. What are you going to be able to say to Christ because of these decisions you're making now? The only thing I could say that I would say to Christ is that I'm grateful for his uh, taking the punishment for all my sins on the cross when he uh, was crucified and he was buried and resurrected. And that's all there is. So, so this is the humility of a man. He's not thumping his chest and saying, look at me, I'm a great hero, I'm a crusader, I'm going to win these legal battles. He's actually a Christian who, like me sometimes, right, will beat my breast and say, I am the greatest of sinners. Lord Christ, have mercy on me for my sins. You're not trying to, to send a message, in fact, you're avoiding messaging, towards those other people who are coming to attack you. Uh, you just love Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it's bottom line. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I want to serve him well. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm humbled by, to know you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for this. Uh, let me take a moment and pray, and then we'll have uh, Dr. Davis. Father in heaven, we ask you to bless Jack and give him another victory and let it be soon. And Lord, I pray that there would even, at the end of this, heaven forbid if there's going to have to be a third round after we win this second round, that punitive damages will prevent future litigants from harassing this man any further. Father, we pray for not just a victory, but a resounding victory for religious freedom to overturn all these bad laws, to set a good precedent so Christians can obey God even if they're punished by the government. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Davis from College of the Ozarks. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. I'm Dr. Chaps. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that famine would be a sign of the end. And we are now facing a famine of biblical proportions in one of the poorest states in India, where our charity has sponsored up to 259 orphans and children for many years. But now, there are thousands of people starving in the streets because of the unemployment there. And we've been helping widows, like the letter we received from Sanuri, who writes to us and says, I stay with my three children in the slum. I was washing plates in the hotel and earning bread for my family, paying house rent. Suddenly I lost my income. After hotels were closed by the government, this was a shocking moment for me. Afterward, we could manage eating half a meal a day to manage a scanty ration for longer days. When there was no ration left for my family, I was quietly weeping outside with agony. An unknown fellow came and asked whether I am a widow. I said, yes. He wrote my name and address and asked me to collect ration from your office. I got that ration with joyful tears. 
I strongly believe that God helps the helpless during troubled times through benevolent people. You know, the benevolent people she's talking about are you and your generosity when you give through our ministry is actually helping her to see God. Would you please donate today at 866-Obey-God? Again, our phone number, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, and help us supply a matching gift. We've already given up to $10,000 to supply 100,000 meals, and there's somebody out there who could double that gift with one stroke of a pen. Please donate through our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and designate your gift to India Relief. Please give today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined now by Dr. Jerry Davis, president of College of the Ozarks, and his Alliance Defending Freedom attorney, Kristen Wagoner, again. Kristen, thanks for coming back. Uh, Dr. Davis, you're president of College of the Ozarks. Does this college have a historically Christian mission? We were founded by a missionary, and uh, we've been a pervasively religious school ever since. Uh, that's reflected in many, many ways. And uh, of course, the issue at hand involves being told that something uh, is expected of us that, that we think is wrong. And so our answer is go to court. So President Biden, when he was inaugurated, signed a bunch of <clears throat> executive orders. Uh, one of those, I'm told, is ordering schools, whether they be public schools or now even private Christian schools, must allow transgender men who pretend to be women in, in the name of preventing discrimination, your college has to let those men into the girls' dormitories and have female roommates. That's, that's offensive to me because I care about the privacy and safety of women. But what about you as the college president? How did you feel when you heard this? Well, I, I, I felt like that, that type um, approach could do irreparable damage to the institution because the families won't accept it. Uh, we restrict our enrollment to students of financial need. Uh, they're dependent on us for almost everything, many of them are. And so we feel like we need to look out for them. And uh, every day we have about 2,000 students uh, in and out of our gate, and we're responsible for them in the end, I am, through the Board of Trustees. And so we uh, don't want to be put in that position because it's contrary to the uh, biblical worldview that we represent. And so it's a big problem for us. Most of our parents won't accept it. Students won't accept it. And uh, the security issues are real. Uh, the government on one hand has been saying they want to redo the Title IX regulations because they don't protect women enough. And on the other hand, they're saying to people like us, let men in the women's dorm and showers, which to me uh, violates common sense, if nothing else. And, uh, but also but that the religious would, view of your school. Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, these, these kids, I mean, we put them in a bad position, and it violates uh, uh, the religious basis of the institution because it takes its faith statement seriously. 
Yeah. And, and we don't want to compromise that. We think it's wrong. We shouldn't be asked to do that in America. So you filed a lawsuit to protect and, and sort of preempt. You asked for an injunction, and Kristen, what happened? We asked for an injunction in the federal court, and the court basically said that the College of the Ozarks didn't have standing, which is a jurisprudential, jurisdictional rule that essentially says, we're not sure the Biden administration really means what it says. We're not sure the Biden administration, this is a real threat. And that's just not what the law is in terms of coming to court. As, as an American, as an organization, you have the right to come to court to clarify your rights rather than wait for the government to impose six-figure fines or rather than wait for the government to put you in jail or assess penalties. So the College of the Ozarks has appealed that ruling to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. So the Eighth Circuit may or may not grant standing back to College of the Ozarks to sue. What if they do grant standing and say you have the right to sue what would some of your arguments be? There are many arguments. First of all, uh, they provided no notice and, and comment period, which violates the, uh, the Procedures Act. And so there's all kinds of procedural violations that occurred. There are violations with regard to the First Amendment and religious freedom, as well as violations um, in terms of the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act. So there are a number of different violations that we have cited in our complaint. I think there are over 10 different laws um, that we have cited have been violated by the Biden administration's actions here. I would think also, uh, I'm, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but I, I play a doctor of theology on TV, right? So I would think the First Amendment would be clear and that the six to three conservative justices against three liberal justices would, would ultimately maybe side in favor of College of the Ozarks. Uh, do you predict where this is going to end up? Well, it wouldn't surprise me if it ended up at the U.S. Supreme Court as well, if the courts of the Eighth Circuit won't rule in the College of the Ozarks' favor. This issue of gender identity and the nature of what it means to be a man or a woman is something that will be litigated in the courts, and it should be debated in the culture. Because it's not only our faith that's at issue, but science and common sense support biological distinctions being recognized in the law. I think I'm with you. Uh Dr. Davis, would you mind if I said a prayer for, for you? And then I'm going to give you the last word here, okay? All right, let us pray. Father in heaven, again, we pray for victory in the courts, but ultimately in the throne of heaven. And God, we appeal right now to you as the righteous judge, and you as the king of kings and lord of lords, and you as the chief lawgiver. And Lord, you have commanded us to maintain our conscience, uh, to protect and love especially vulnerable women. Uh, and Father, we pray that the College of the Ozarks would be allowed to continue its Christian mission to teach the gospel and to uh, promote Christian citizenship. We pray this blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Dr. Davis, uh, how do you feel about this? I'll give you the final word. Well, I feel like the College of the Ozarks is, for some reason, has been put in the spotlight and that we should uh, uh, fulfill our commitment to be who we say we are and we want to be want it known that we fought a good fight and kept the faith. If I was a parent sending a kid to college, I would pick College of the Ozarks. Thanks for taking a stand. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Amen. Our guests have been Kristen Wagoner with ADFlegal.org. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit. We need your help to bring you these kind of interviews. PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.